Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast, where come rain, shine, or anything in between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. I'm Ace Edwards, right alongside... Connor Balthazor. And today, we're going to be doing another exciting segment of Ask the Alley Cats, where all of you wonderful people submitted your questions on Twitter using hashtag AskTheAlleyCats. In case you want to submit them, we'll do a backlog for the next episode. But yeah, we had a couple of questions, and I put in a couple of questions personally, just as like get-to-know-you questions, just in case that, you know, it's not like we don't have enough questions to, to go through, but you know, just because I feel like that's something that can get kind of lost in podcasts is, you know, you can, you know who the hosts are, but you don't really get to know them that well, so that's why I put in a couple of like get-to-know-you questions. So, uh, unless you have anything else to add? I do not. All right, let's get straight into the first question from Nathan Incero on Twitter, good friend of the show. He was the guest on episode 69, which is, of course, the episode we get 10,000 plays. Monumentous. Momentous occasion. Of course. But he asks, the women's basketball team has two scholarships to work with this offseason. What should they look for in the portal? That one, to me, was pretty easy, uh, a backup to Ioka Lee, because as much as I love Taylor Lauterbach, like, sh- she's not it. She just does not have the coordination, and then another shooter to go along with uh, Gabby, who's that girl we got from the transfer portal a couple days ago. Yep. Um, I also said a shooter. I think this team desperately needs a consistent outside shooter, because the Glenn Twins and Sundell, at times, showed... Uh, an ability to be consistent outside shooters, but that didn't hold throughout the entire year. That was mainly earlier on. Yeah. Part of that's going to be just having a pretty shallow bench last year. They only had like nine or ten players available for yeah. most of the season. Because Ranky was hurt. Yeah, Ranky was hurt. <laughs> so, not Simone. Heavenly career. Is like in the shadow <laughs> realm. in the shadow, shadow realm. I'm sending you to Tampa, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then... Uh, uh, Savvy Simmons and uh, Malene Lind Peterson were both injured as well. So the depth was lacking, especially uh, among the guards. So, and then also with them being freshmen, you know, there's going to be growing pains. But yeah. I think bringing in an experienced, lethal spot up shooter would be great. And then I kind of went back and forth between a backup five and a four. Because if Greer reaches eligibility, finally, then <laughs> we'll have Heavenly Greer and then incoming Eliza Maupin, uh, the freshman, uh, next year. Uh, but there may also be a need for a transfer there just to help solidify the position. But then alternatively, you know, it may be nice to have another backup for Aoka Lee, uh, maybe somebody younger with some more potential and uh, somebody to develop into the successor for Aoka Lee. I'm kind of undecided on that. I would lean towards uh, getting a four just to shore it up, maybe a grad transfer four, uh, just to make the transition to college ball easier for Eliza Maupin and help ease Heavenly Greer back into playing college ball after taking a year in NCAA whatever. Purgatory. Yeah, NCAA purgatory. Um, so that that would be... Probably my pick uh, is a four and then a shooter on the outside. Um, because we're getting several backup point guards in, I believe. Uh, yeah. With uh, the new transfer uh, for women's basketball, plus there are uh, a couple of commits that are point guards as well. 
So that position should be fine going forward, especially with Sundell uh, in control, but we'll see. Yeah. So thank you for that, Nathan. The next two questions are from Alex Pogue or AS Pogue on Twitter. First question, if you got paid $5 million a year for any job at Kansas State, what would you pick? I have two answers. The first, and it all is contingent on the question of, is there potential for advancement? So, like, if there is, I would take offensive analyst for the football team and eventually work up to offensive coordinator. But we love living near the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If there's no option for advancement and I just have to take it as I go, I just do independent film film analysis for the football team. Yeah. For me, I went with just taking Wyatt Thompson or Stan Weber's job. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I would just follow the football and basketball team around and just, like, talk about how the game is going as it happens to the radio. Yeah, so just a play-by-play guy. Yeah, I'd either, literally either play-by-play or color. I would be fine with either of those. Uh, it was pretty simple for me. Like, I... I thought about it for a while. I toyed with the idea of being the rowing coach, but I thought that'd be fun. But I the fishing coach, yeah, the fishing coach as well. I I was almost dead set on being the bass fishing fishing coach, you know, so I could win some natties and get some rings by telling some fishermen to try harder. The Nick Saban of bass fishing. I I, I don't know what all goes into being a fishing coach. Try harder, pick your spots better, I guess. <laughs> like, get up earlier. Be the fish. Be the fish. I, but yeah, it would be either a play-by-play or color commentator for K-State. See, the downside for taking either Wyatt or Stan's job would be that you'd have to be sunshine pretty much at all times. Yeah, that is true. Which would, it would be unfortunate, but you know what? For a cool $5 million a year, I think I could live with it. Yeah, that is true. The cool, yeah. and, the cool five mil. And I mean, I do that for a decade. I've got fifty million saved up. I can probably retire and then just start doing a podcast again. <laughs> and honestly, Ten I can, year hiatus. Yeah, and honestly, I can do the podcast during it. Like Wyatt Thompson was on K Man, uh, like two days ago. Okay. So I mean, like I could, I could probably do the podcast. Not just take the ten year hiatus. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you if you're gonna be the. Uh, on the football staff, then you're not going to be able to do the podcast anyways, because I don't think you'd be allowed to. Oh, that's true. Well, I guess you and Scott would form together to form the Aggieville Bosco's Boys. Yeah, the Aggieville Boys. The, the, the Bosco's Alley Cats. Aggieville Bosco Cats. Aggieville Bosco Cats. All right. Yeah. I'll, uh, ABC. Bosco Cats. That's kind of paradoxical, right? I don't. Yeah, I. I don't know. That that's a bit off track. I just went Aggieville Bosco's Cats because you know ABC. Oh, I see. And B and A. (laughs) All right. Moving on. Moving on. Next question from Alex Pogue is, how many losing seasons will you give Coach Tang before you want to start a new coaching search? And while I will say that it is a tad bit premature to call, like, losing seasons, I know that's not the point of the question. Um, I think you and I are both in agreement 
that he gets a mulligan for this upcoming year. Because we have no one left on the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's fair to give him some cushion for this year. We should be getting good guys in the portal, and we shouldn't be in single-digit wins. But, like, it is going to be a difficult season for all parties. Just, I mean, when you have three people on the roster, it's going to be rough. And, like, you know, you have to recruit against a lot of really good schools and uh, for those high-level transfer portal guys. And that's not to say we won't get some, which I, I think that we'll be able to get a few guys. Yeah. But, yeah, it's going to be a very volatile season depending on how this offseason goes. And nobody really knows how it's going to go. It's been, like, ten days since he was hired so if you think that you know you don't <laughs> God, it's so weird to think that it's only been like 10 days yeah it feels like an eternity because it's only been transfers out and we've just been waiting and waiting for someone to commit and it, i just have to keep reminding myself that it's really not been long at all we don't even have the full staff yeah yet. yeah it's probably going to be another two weeks before we get any of that even close to finalized because, I mean, we don't have support staffers in place other than Marco Bourne. So, I mean, we're kind of going a bit off the rails of the question here. But... Well, I, feel, mean, I feel like it's relevant to the question. You think so? Yeah, because, yeah. like, we, we, have to un, we have to justify our position. Yeah. Um, which is us giving him basically a mulligan first year. So, after that first year, I would give him... If it's consecutive, I would give him three losing seasons if it weren't consecutive i would probably give him like four yeah i struggled with this one because on one hand i was like you know it is a tough situation he's coming into and you know i don't want to set unrealistic expectations but at the same time i also enjoy winning and not losing at a historic rate and <laughs> i enjoy not losing yeah controversial takes on the aggieville alley cats <laughs> losing sucks um so i definitely think this first year it could be anything i mean i would say you went to a sweet 16 but they're kind of an exception to the rule mickey mouse schedule kind of yeah i like actually they they got pretty lucky with uh their draws and the NCAA tournament and they had a really rough Big 12 slate, and they just turned it on in non-con. I, I don't know what it was in non-conference, but they were just a different beast. I mean, we beat that team on the road this year. like, And then. Yeah, and then. But anywho, <laughs> I think I went back and forth on it a little bit, but the thing I kept coming back to was that if he had four straight losing seasons, that would mean that K-State would have seven straight losing seasons going back to the Bruce Weber era. And that's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. So to, I would conditionally give him four if by the end of year three we were significantly improved and noticeably playing better basketball. So if we have a conscious big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And then uh, I would do three if we see no improvement and just continually get worse because three isn't a long time, but especially in basketball, it is getting easier to rebuild programs, relatively speaking, at least in terms of getting new people in. Yeah. I, that doesn't speak to getting quality players because that's still not easy, but 
transfers are eligible immediately in almost every scenario. So I, I, I'm hoping that by year two, this is going to be at least a bubble team. Yeah. If not even this year, which it just depends on the quality of player that we get in the portal and if we're able to get anybody in the class of 22. But right now, I try not to set expectations because we just don't know. It's far too early to yeah. set any major expectations, especially when we're probably going to have a lot of young guys playing really big roles next year. There's not a lot of returning guys, and even those returning guys are going to be learning new systems. So it's it's going to be volatile for a little while. Um, but if we want to succeed, the blueprint is Iowa State. So yeah, and I'll. I, I, I'm not sure I have. I, Tang as a coach is unproven, so I'm not sure if he can. And I, I mean unproven as a head coach, so I'm not sure if he is the type of guy that could take like a collection of, basically scrambling to find anybody that will play and then make them serviceable. I don't know that he can do that. I'll be happy. Yeah. If he does, I mean, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I would be happy if that happened. But, you know, you just, you don't know. So I'd give him four seasons if it's not consecutive, and then three if it is. And I'm we're both giving him that mulligan first year, right? Yeah. Okay. Unless it's, like, just unless awful. we Unless it's, like, a single-digit win season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking, like, if we have, like, an Iowa State 2020 season, like, yeah, that, no, no, that, no, no. that counts against him. Especially if there's like a lot of turmoil like within and like like it's just looking bad, like the players aren't trying and like there's clearly like a lot of turmoil uh, in Bramlage. Yeah, because say what you will about Bruce Weber teams, they were trying. They were, which in some ways makes it worse. Yeah. In others, it is nice, it's admirable, but yikes. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for the questions, Alex. The next is a collection of questions from good friend of the show, Scott Wildcat. First question, if I recall correctly, at least one of you is graduating undergrad and going to law school. Will the pod continue on in its current state for another year? The answer to that question is yes, it is Connor that is moving on this year. I'm following him. I'm just a year younger than he is. So we'll both be graduating undergrad within the year, Connor within like a month and a half? A month and a week. A month and a week. <laughs> yep. It's nuts to think about, huh? I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, then I will be graduating a year, a month and a week. Or a year, month, and two weeks or something. But right there. Yeah, we're both graduating, going to law school. I don't know where I'm going yet. He's going to Washburn. Uh, I'll probably end up going to Washburn just because, you know, I want to stay in Kansas. It's a good school. Yeah. Really good school. But But as for the pod staying in its current state, that is the plan. I think we both want that to happen. However, there's also going to probably be, just realistically speaking, like times where I'm just not able to come on the show, like next year. And. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're thinking. But I'm reading your mind right now. But uh, that's probably going to be limited. Uh, I will make time for the podcast. Because that's kind of what you do now. Yeah. That's kind of what both of us do now. 
yeah, I, I make time for it, right? For for it already. I've been making time for it, especially in the fall when we were doing three episodes a week. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was fun. <laughs> that was a lot. And I uh uh I, I definitely had to squeeze it in uh sometimes. But the plan is to keep it in its current state uh, uh next year and then it may even get easier the following year when we both just like have like relatively similar schedules but then after that it's anybody's guess because i mean for one that's a really long time away yeah and two yeah. years and the other is just that you know we're gonna be like adults and we do not know what that's like yet so no. yeah. i mean we, we have a taste of it yeah we have a we're taste. like half adults yeah. we're, we're we're currently man children so <laughs> You're right. We're, yeah. yeah, we're we're just like <laughs> children with facial hair, pretty much. <laughs> so a high schooler. I had. I mean, I had my beard my senior year of high school. So I, I think I started growing my facial in sophomore year. But yeah, I. The plan is continue the pod until we can't anymore. Basically. Yeah. And that day is a long way away. I think. Yeah. And even then. It may even just be a, a decrease in frequency because I re- I thoroughly enjoy doing the podcast. No, I hate it. Yeah. The day that I, <laughs> the, day, the day that I don't enjoy, I'm just gonna ignore you. Uh, the day that I like am not enjoying it will be when I start to consider like not doing it anymore. Yeah. And at this point in time, I don't foresee that happening anytime soon. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, uh, next question also from Scott Wildcat. As someone who knows how hard it is to be consistent recording in season and off season, what has been the toughest aspect of that consistency? Well, the first thing is when one of us, Red Me, has to leave for weeks at a time. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, like, it, it, it's definitely just the volatile schedules. Because, you know, some. It, this semester has been better, I think. Because there's been less recording, and we, I feel like we've generally been not as busy. Like I have, I'm taking like six credits right now. Like, <laughs> like the only conflicts I really ever have are like if I have an exam or if I have work. And yeah. generally, I'm able to record on uh, same day. But the fall was all over the place, you know, because we had all sorts of stuff going on. Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. It, it was very hectic during football season. But off-season recording... We the, weren't doing anything. We'd record at, like, 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were we were recording at, like, most random times. Uh, off-season is a weird time. Luckily, when we, right after we start... Well, not luckily. It still was awful. But to keep us <laughs> consistent was uh, realignment. <laughs> Like realignment saved the show. <laughs> probably like a month and a half after we started. I mean, the biggest sports news for K State in like a decade just dropped out of nowhere like a week and a half after our joke episode about yep. realignment. Yeah. And then uh we we had that to carry us pretty much to the open practice mm-hmm. in August. And that carried us to the season. And then from there, it was just smooth sailing. But at this point, we're in enough of a groove. And we also have kind of found like a knack for uh, covering some non-revenue sports as well. Yeah. Like we, like we're big Bat Cats guys over here. 
And uh, we also did a ton of coverage of women's basketball. And then we talked a lot of men's basketball, even when it hurt. And Which was a lot. It was a lot. It, it hurt <laughs> It was <a> always. <laughs> Never-ending pain. Agony, even. <laughs> one could say. But it was, uh, I don't know, consistency hasn't, it, it's, it, like you said, it's really just been, like, on a, like, lack of availability due to unforeseen circumstances. Like, Ace being not here yeah. for a week. Like, yeah, like two weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say that's the most difficult has been the volatility of schedule. Because I don't think we've recorded an episode, except for one, that we didn't really want to record. And the one that I'm thinking of, I think it was episode like 10, where the first time we recorded it, we talked for two hours, and then the audio was completely unusable, so we had to start over. Because that was the episode that I ended up staying up until like 4.30 in the morning editing the audio. Oh. I know it wasn't the owl episode, which by the way, I still love the owl story. (laughs) No one remembers it. And like we've picked up a lot of people since then. But for the long and short of it, for, for the new listeners that don't know, I got bit by an owl this summer. Uh, don't do it. It hurts really bad. <laughs> it hurts really, really bad. But, yeah, there was an episode. It was early. It was very early. I want to say it's episode 10. I know it's in the first 10. Because, like, there was just an episode we recorded that the audio was completely unusable. It was awful. We had a lot of audio issues early on just Mm -hmm. because we... Had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. And it it was definitely difficult. But, I mean, like, we were able to get through. I got a new mic. A lot of the issues was just my mic was bad. It was really, really bad. So... But yeah, I'd say that was the only episode that we haven't ever wanted to do, which was because yeah. we stayed up. We started recording the yeah. second time after recording for an hour already. We'd rec- <laughs> we'd started recording the episode at like 3 a.m. We're both tired. We we sound dead the entire episode. Because <laughs> yeah. this was back in the summer when we were doing all the recording remotely because I was up in Manhattan uh, doing an internship, mm-hmm. and Ace was not in Manhattan. I was down in, in, in back the, home. Yeah, you were back home. And so we basically would just hop on a call to record, and then we would just talk for three hours. And then we do the episode. <laughs> and in this case, we, we doubled the amount of episode time that we had just because the audio was just horrid. And I'm happy at least we noticed, but then we had to do it again. And let me tell you, it is dull saying the same thing that you just said an hour ago and, like, having to, like, act like you're <laughs> saying it for the first time. <laughs> I think we mentioned or, like, hint that that's the second time we recorded it, but... I, I don't remember what episode it was, but it was definitely early on. Yeah, but going back to the core question, the toughest aspect of the consistency has never been not wanting to do an episode, because I, yeah. I don't think there's been an episode where we haven't at least tried. yeah. Uh, even if we were bad at it, we we always tried. Yeah. Um, even the track and field, we tried. We tried and then abandoned that idea and we're not going back to it. Uh, they're they're going to need to win the Big 12 before we talk about them again. <laughs> so, thank you for that. Next question, what is your most downloaded show of all time? Iowa State Recap. Yep. We have a top five. I can just read the top five. Yeah. 
we have Iowa State recap, and then like a very big gap. The Iowa State recap just kind of blew up for no reason. Yeah, it's because Iowa State fans got angry. They did. That, that is actually it. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then Oklahoma State preview, Iowa State preview, Nevada recap, and LSU recap. So you're noticing a theme. It's all recaps. It yeah, always it, has been. Pretty much all recaps, except the Oklahoma State one. I think that's because we were 3-0 and and like riding this wave. Yeah. And we were like, wow, like we're the greatest team on earth. And then we got smacked by Oklahoma <laughs> State. <laughs> which, which, granted, at the time... We didn't know how good they were because they had a very suspect non-conference schedule where they nearly lost to Tulsa, and then they just steamrolled the entire Big 12. Yep. <laughs> Could not have predicted that. They almost lost to, I think it was Central Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, they... It was coached by Bobby Petrino. Yeah. It was <laughs> really, really weird um, non-conference slate for Oklahoma State, and then they we just got to them, and... Will Howard gets hurt. Like, people still blame that game on Will, and I don't get it at we, all. You know my opinion. <laughs> yeah. The saddest part of that game is Will Howard on that first drive was dropping dimes, and our receivers simply refused to catch yeah, them. Yeah, he was dropping dimes, yeah. but the receivers were yeah. dropping the dimes. <laughs> that game was probably the most sad I've been about the state of the receiver room in the entire climbing era and 2020 was 2020 yep. <laughs> with the receiver room uh, but that game was rough after that they just flipped a switch and like got okay but <laughs> they got I thought you were about to say they got good I'm like mm, Connor <laughs> no they didn't get good they, they got serviceable <laughs> they, they did all right which they is started passing needed but yeah the defense was terrible in the first half of that game that was the first game post Khalid Duke injury as well. Yes. That was a rough game. I haven't thought about this game in a while. Probably for good reason. That was, it was rough. I only think about one thing of this episode, and it's still my favorite moment of the show. Yeah. I if you don't if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's it's let's just say I had a rant in the middle of the episode that I still quote no. to this day. <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah, most downloaded show would be the Iowa State recap. The most downloaded outside of a recap or a preview, I think, is the open practice. That sounds right. I remember that one did numbers. That, yeah. That's what I remember about that one. Like, because I, we all thought, we both thought it was really strange. Cause, yeah, open practice, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Is uh, the best performing non-recap. Okay. From what I can tell. Yeah, that looks right. All right. And, you know, there's another open practice coming up here pretty soon, so we'll see if we can repeat that performance. I am very excited for that. I am as well. I get uh, to see if Will Howard fixed his footwork. <laughs> based on the videos the football team has been putting out, I was looking at his footwork, and, and <laughs> I think he has. Yeah! Like, yeah! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I I think that he did. Like, I'm looking... I, I was looking specifically at his footwork in the last couple. And I think that he isn't pigeon-toeing. At the very least, in the clips they put out, he wasn't pigeon-toeing. And he made some good throws. They put out another video today. I need to look at it. Okay. We're doing film analysis to highlights. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're doing highlight tape film analysis for this season. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that only ends beautifully. But... Okay, the next question. 
What is your most contra? This is split into two. What is your most controversial opinion related to K State? And this is from Scott Wildcat. And his is that the Power Cat isn't a great logo. That take is going to upset a lot of people. My take is going to upset even more people. What do you you want to go first? No, you go first. I, I want I want them to hear to hear yours. The white cat script helmet for football. You know the the white helmet with the purple cat script. Yeah, it's overrated. It is mid. It is mid. It is just so plain and so boring. Just oh wow, let's oh boy, let's put a white helmet and then just have cats and script. Just like okay, yeah, I get it. And you know what? Would I honestly think it would be better if the color scheme was reversed? If it was the purple helmet with white script, because I don't think we have purple helmets. I know we have the silver. We haven't had purple helmets in decades. Yeah, like I, I, I th- think I think we had them in like the early '80s, maybe for a little bit, but that's it. Yeah, like I think I think that would just look better. I'm not saying that it looks awful. I'm not saying that every single time I see us wearing the white script, I'm like, okay, this is awful. It, it's just mid it's okay it's not insane like everyone says it is i like cat script because mainly as a ksa fan because we've been starved from alternate uniforms (laughs) for so long oh you're not oregon where you have every uniform is an alternate uniform (laughs) correct (laughs) but we uh i remember seeing them for the first time i absolutely loved them and like I don't think I love them as much as some others. Like, I think that both baseball and basketball, all of their alternates have been better than I want a lavender football jersey. I want a lavender football jersey. I, do you mean like lavender trim or like a solid lavender? Solid lavender. I'm skeptical of how that would turn out on the field. I w- I'm curious but I don't know if I'm curious enough to just put it out there. Like, Mike Stanley, Mike, we need you. Mike, <laughs> we have a task. <laughs> we have a job for you, Mike. I think he may have actually done it before. I feel like he has. And I remember that I remember like liking them, but I don't know if Nike would like make them good. <laughs> okay, the yeah, thing. I guess that's fair. Like Nike generally makes good football uniforms, but at least with our standard basketball ones, they kind of missed. Like, I think our standard basketball uniforms are not that great. I, that's not my controversial take. I think that's that like... Is a, that is a kind of a zinger. That's kind of spicy one, though. Yeah, I think our alternates are phenomenal. Our, our, our cat script and our lavenders and our two-tones are phenomenal, I think. I love all of them. But I think that, like, the standard whites and the standard purples and the standard blacks are not that good Ooh, the blacks i i don't love them i well i don't like the shorts i don't like the shorts at all i i think the tops are fine like the tops are okay but the shorts are not good i don't think i miss the uh pullen era of uh jerseys like the late pullen era uh that would have been whites purples and blacks with uh like the solid front and there was like some striping on the back and the shorts were pretty nice and then they also introduced the big game grays back then as well and we got rid of those 
like three years ago, I think. I kind of missed the big game grays a little bit. People always hated on them. I don't, I kind of like the big game grays. I grew up on them because I, when I was little, I didn't know what a big game was. Like I said, I just sat down and watched a game and it started. <laughs> and but if they wore the big game grays. I was just like, oh, this must be important. <laughs> but yeah. yes, what is what is your controversial K State take? My controversial take. With people my age, this probably isn't that controversial because I just don't think that they care. Yeah. But this might be controversial with uh, our older audience is that I think that our hair needs to be demolished immediately. I, I think it's just... 30 years ago, it was a nice building. But it's been 30 years since they've done anything <laughs> to it. It's kind of a dump. It's really old and they haven't updated it at all. I there's, haven't been inside it. There's no AC. In Kansas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So I've only been in it like twice. And once was for a Frank Martin basketball camp. We were in there for a bit and it was really hot. Really, really hot. And then uh, the other time... I think I might have gone to a volleyball. No, I've never been to. I never went to a volleyball game there, which I will say I regret. I regret not going to a volleyball game there because I think it would have been really cool. But it's a really old game or venue, I should say, and it really should just be demolished, and the space should be utilized better because there's not really anything the university can do with it right now. Athletics isn't going to do anything with it, that's for sure. And I remember hearing that it would be more expensive to renovate it to get up to modern like hvac ventilation and ada standards than it would be to just tear down the building and build a new one which i kind of believe because it's got really old bones there's not a lot to do with the indoor space right now unless you turn it into like a general classroom building that people just sit there and sweat and <laughs> so eisenhower yeah <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Eisenhower. Which Eisenhower cool. also needs to be demolished. <laughs> and, <laughs> For many reasons. Yeah, the asbestos in the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to drag chairs in Eisenhower because it loses the asbestos in the ceiling. Fun fact. Fun fact about Eisenhower Hall uh, at K-State. Your time is limited. <laughs> yeah. Makes me grateful I have class on the second floor there this semester so I don't get the asbestos on the chair's track. <laughs> I haven't had a class in Eisenhower since my sophomore year. I've had a lot of classes there. I had, a, I had four French classes in Eisenhower, and I have an English class there this semester. I might have had one more. I don't recall. Anywho. Yeah. Ahern should be torn down and turned into some sort of academic building. Uh, the space should. Or they should do something else with it. I don't know. The volleyball arena there. Put a parking lot there. They're building a volleyball arena right now. Put another one there. You know what? Build it, a softball right. field right there. Build a wrestling part right there. K-State should get a wrestling team. That's not controversial, I don't think. The, like, both softball and... That's not controversial. They need a softball and a wrestling team. Mean Gene, if we ever get you on the show, the first thing that we're going to ask is like, all right, so when's the wrestling team... <laughs> Wrestling especially. Softball, They, I think they would probably have to build a separate park than Toynton. Well, yeah, they would. Yeah, but wrestling is, like, not an expensive sport. No, you need mats. Yeah, you need mats and a gym. So you could do it in Bramlage or 
if you really wanted, you could probably do it in uh, the new volleyball arena. Yeah. If you're that, worried be, about like seating, yeah, that'd be a more intimate spot. You could, there's, it's going to be uh, retractable bleachers in there, I think. Yeah, so, so that's probably space. where they put it. So do it there. Just like add on more locker rooms for wrestling people. Boom. There we go. We've solved it. I will donate $20 to this cause. I'll match it. Gene, if you're listening, <laughs> you got $40. You got 40 bucks for this wrestling squad. <laughs> Keep Kansas wrestlers home. Because there are a lot of really good ones. There are. There's a ton of homegrown wrestling prowess in this state. Imagine the dual sport athlete that Gavin Myers could be <laughs> as a walk-on football player and wrestler. <laughs> or Gavin Hasselhorse. A lot of Gavins from Hayes America are on the football team. <laughs> Our Gavins from Hayes America per capita is off the charts. <laughs> All right. Next question is the second half from Scott Wildcat. What is your most controversial opinion not related to K-State? Mine is that standard time is better than daylight savings time. That that's what, that's, that was Scott's. Yeah, that's not, Scott. Not that's Scott. That's fair. Um, I'd say I have several controversial opinions, but the one we share is Boneless Wings Superior, but we're not going to get into that because the last time we tried it, we got canceled on Twitter. Uh, we've been canceled like three times. It's only been for that reason. Too. It's only been for that. Like we haven't said anything stupid. We've just said that bo- we like boneless wings. That's it. And then, unfortunately, some crimes are unforgivable. <laughs> yeah. But I'd say my most controversial take is seafood blows, and Tom Brady is not the greatest quarterback of all time, at least in terms of talent. Yeah. I disagree with your seafood take. I think seafood is good if you're near a body of water, but I don't trust seafood if I'm like outside of like a if certain landlocked. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not exactly like chomping at the bit to go to Red Lobster and like Joplin, <laughs> Missouri. But I will say I did go to Maine one summer and I had some halibut and it was phenomenal. It was really good. I discovered I like halibut and. <laughs> I, I it was phenomenal. It was a, like a little shack by the beach, and it was really good. Maine's also pretty, pretty. Portland, Maine's a cool city, and uh, there's also a lot of trees in northern Maine. Like, there's not a lot of people. It's mainly just trees. Mainly, mainly just trees. Mainly just trees. <laughs> Any hoops. but yeah. Then the wings opinion, of course. I shared that with you. And I agree with your Tom Brady take. I don't think he's the most talented QB of all time. I don't think it's close either. Like, I, I think we talked about this before. It's either Dan Marino or Aaron Rodgers at this point in time. It could be Patrick Mahomes if he continues his trajectory, which at this point, there's no reason to think he won't. Yeah, because every single time that we've said, like, oh, there's no way, like, he'll slow down eventually, he said, okay, and then proceeded to just, like, be himself. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, I honestly forgot what I said I was going to say for this part. Because this was a hard question. Trains. Trains, yes. I, I said that society would be better off if in like the late 1800s we collectively decided that trains were a better mode of transportation than cars. I really enjoy driving. I like the freedom it brings. But it probably would have been better in general if we had just agreed on trains as like a civilization. 
mainly because I feel like they're just a more efficient mode of transportation. However, there are constraints, like there's lack of freedom and stuff. But I, I would propose that we develop trains more. Passenger trains are cool, I would say. Yes, I'm a train guy, I guess. I don't know trains, but I think trains are neat. So I don't know if that's that controversial, but I don't know. Trains over cars, probably, but that's also totally unrealistic. And I also like being able to drive where I want when I want. So there is that aspect. So I, I understand the car over train thing. I know the KC is putting in some uh, sort of like train system in downtown. It's costing them like an unbelievable amount of money. I saw it a couple days ago. It was like, of course. It was like 3.5 mile line and it was like $300 million or something like that. Which is... A lot. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why a train is so expensive. Maybe they're building Union Station 2. But <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. I guess so. But, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was the hardest question by far. Was the controversial K-State opinion and controversial opinion not related to K-State? We probably spent like 20 minutes thinking about the answer for that. Well, I spent a half hour. Yeah. I couldn't think of my controversial K-State opinion. Like, because most of my opinions... Like aren't are are mild. Yeah, like I have some that maybe have a little pepper in them, but you know, this is they're they're not exactly like seasoned spicy takes. <laughs> they're they're just like eyebrow raisers. They're like, oh. But it's nothing like crazy or anything. Yeah. So I don't have anything like cat script being bad. Like that's something that could get you attacked. But Well not physically. But hopefully. <laughs> He's going to be drinking at Tanner's, and someone's going to be drinking my Jim Beam Peach Cooler, <laughs> which is awesome, by the way. Um, not sponsored. But <laughs> just someone's going to glass me. <laughs> it's like, you don't like the white, you don't like the script. Like, okay. Uh, next question from Scott Wildcat. What is the third favorite sport among current K-State students? Back when I was in high school... Back when I was in school and volleyball still played in a Hearn, there were tons of games where students had to go to the upper level. Right now, I'd say the third most popular sport is probably women's basketball, followed closely by the Bad Cats. Yeah. I, it's not soccer. It is no, not soccer. They did get really good attendance for the opening soccer game, because I think they got a lot of people in the dorms that just moved in to go. Yep. But I remember the game that we went to, we were the only students there. We went to two... We, Three. We went to three soccer games. First one, there were three other people who were drunk. Like, gone drunk. Then the next two, it was only us. Yeah. And that one that we went to, I think it was Texas. Yes. Where it was really embarrassing because their defensive back line was, like, faster than, like, our attacking strikers and yep. forwards. And it's like, okay. Yep. Well... <laughs> It actually tracks, but... Yeah, it tracks, but it still sucks. And it was also, like, kind of raining. It was really windy, and it was cold. And we were the only students <laughs> there. And that was it. But Bad Cats is growing in popularity right now. I think people just like the idea of a free baseball game when the mm -hmm. weather's nice. Yeah. I, I think that's the main thing. Problem is the weather has been pretty bad. Yeah, there's been like some spot days where it's been good. Like last Saturday was pretty nice for a baseball game. And uh, there's been a couple other days. But 
it's been getting it's been pretty spotty but now that we're getting into april it should be getting a little nicer allegedly allegedly we say that today it's like 50 degrees and like million mile, million mile per hour winds but we uh bad cats we're we're big bad cats fans the women's basketball probably is the pick i would say um based on especially just the season aoka lee had because after there was there's a pretty concerted effort to get people to women's basketball games i felt like from the athletic department also us and us <laughs> and and uh, especially after Aoka Lee had her big game, a lot of people started going, uh, especially more than usual. I mean, by the end of the season, they were almost getting more people at the games than the men's team was. And, yep. Which isn't common. And they, they deserved it, I felt like. They were a oh, young they team. They absolutely did. Yeah. Just kind of struggled down the stretch. But, I mean, even then, they still had a really great season, I felt. So. 20 wins in an NCAA tournament when they don't grow on trees. So, yep. <laughs> the last question from Scott Wildcat Are you two getting me anything for Father's Day? Maybe. Maybe. If we get you anything, it'll be from our merch store. It'll probably be like a Doom Tank Clan shirt. Maybe. Or Original Alley. Did we get him an Original Alley Cat shirt? Um, I think he's one of like two people on Earth in possession of one because I don't have one. I don't either. <laughs> Oops. I think it's your grandmother and him. No, my grandmother might have every piece of merchandise that has ever been made. We stand Connor's grandma. Yeah, my my grandma bought a lot of merch. She single-handedly financing Eggieville Alicat. Pretty much. She also sends me texts about every episode and listens to every episode. So I know you're listening right now, Grandma. So thank you for listening. But Love you, Grandma. Love you, Grandma. <laughs> Wait, that's not your grandma. Anyway, (laughs) the next set of questions are from Ethan Brown, another friend of the show. First question, the crystal ball for Avery was only a four. How many visits does he have left and when is he projected to commit? Uh, I think he has one official left here that he can use. And when he's expected to commit, the rumor is before like summer, but the rumor has been before winter before <laughs> so yeah. the avery's avery's recruitment has perpetually been one that's been in a state of he should be ready to commit in like two months and that's been the case for a while now yeah. i'm not holding my breath on him committing but again it's recruitment and recruitments can change at any point like someone who just come in and offer and change everything or a recruit can just change their mind on something out of nowhere. Yep. You never really know. So if I had to make a prediction, I would say July, yeah. June or July. I'd say June. And I, I think that's a fair guess. I think him and my, I guess you can consider this a hot take. I think him and Dylan commit within two weeks of each other. I think that's probably fair. I feel like Dylan's recruitment is going to naturally wrap up here pretty soon anyways because mm-hmm. he's not growing his offer sheet anymore and it's pretty clearly become a K-State versus OU battle and it's going to be one of those two schools. And Shout out to us being doomers whenever he got the yeah. OU offers. Like, well, bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if, it, it's, it felt like a death nail in that moment, but he just hasn't committed to OU which has been very surprising. I kind of seemed like he would. 
But he hasn't. I'm not complaining. No, I'm not either. I want him. <laughs> but if uh, it comes down to it, I feel like I might still lean slightly towards OU, but that might be generous. So, and again, I, I, I'm just using my gut. I don't have any inside connection to Dylan or anything. But I, I feel like, yeah, I, I think that's a decent assertion that they'll commit pretty close to each other. They both seem like people that want to have it wrapped up before their senior football season starts, so they just don't have the distraction. Yeah. Especially because they both have pretty high-profile recruitments. So if I were Avery, I would not want my recruitment on my mind when he's making a state title run because I think they lost in the title last year. Yeah, to Derby. Yeah, to, it was to Derby? I think so. I thought they were different classes. Wait, I don't know. Oh, well. Anywho. I, well, I don't know. Well, they, they couldn't have played in oh, the final right. because they're both West. Yeah, right, 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 right. My bad. I think. Who's to say? Who's to say? I know they did play each other this year. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was in the playoffs or not. Regardless, Avery did lose in his state title game. Mm-hmm. But I'm not too concerned, going back to the crystal ball, I'm not that concerned about the confidence level only being a four because to make a crystal ball prediction, you have to feel pretty good about a recruitment to make that happen. Now, some of those are ill-advised. Uh, like, uh, Caleb Purdy had, like, a crystal ball to K-State last year at, like, a level 6 out of 10 Oops. for a while. Yeah. And he ended up going to KU because K-State wasn't recruiting him. Nope. <laughs> like, like, we said no. Yeah. Um, he, he just had that crystal ball sitting there. But Avery... Especially, this especially is relevant in higher profile recruitments. Basically, 24 7 top 250 recruits and up. Uh, Avery's like 150. So, there, there's a lot of people paying attention to where he goes. So, it's any prediction at all is a big deal. If KSA can get Avery Johnson, it's a, it's a bigger win than Jake Rubley, yeah, I would say. Absolutely. Because the Rubley recruitment win came out of nowhere. I will say. So there wasn't really even time for it to be a battle, it felt like. Avery has been a pretty constant battle for quite some time yeah. at this point. So I I would be elated if we got Avery Johnson. So if, which seems to be trending that way, at least as of today, that's subject to change at any moment. But yeah. we'll see. Who's to say? Yeah. Early summer, maybe. Yeah. Next question. Which opposing player did you fear the most in either football, basketball, or track and field? Um, if you're talking about that we've personally played, there was a 6'4", like 330-pound guard from, I think it was Derby, that we played during a game my senior year of high school. Who I'm 5'9", 220 at this time. Five nine and a half, thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, and he just picked me up and threw me, and then pointed at me and laughed like, huh, 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 huh. and I'm just like, Arr. as the wind tries to knock down my apartment, I. Uh, that's probably the most scared I've ever been on the football field. Someone I've played against, because this guy is significantly taller than I am and just threw me. <laughs> um, 
in terms of that K-State has played, probably Xavier Worthy for me. Um, For people that I played against, there was a guy that played for Columbus, Kansas. Uh, and we faced him when I was in 7th and 8th grade. I forget his name, but the rumors about him were that he had been held back two years. So he was supposed to be a freshman in high school. I would have believed that he was bigger than everyone on our team and his team. And he played running back. And he was fast and really strong and just could not be tackled. And he he was just a pain. The only the only thing going against him was that he had no stamina. <laughs> if he could get maybe two runs out, and then he'd have to like hobble to the sideline because he couldn't, he could, he could like barely breathe. Yeah. So that's the only one that I ever really feared. I was generally one of the bigger people on all the teams I was on, so there weren't many people that I like genuinely feared. There were people that like made me nervous, like, like Frontenac, Kansas. They had a really big guard that pro he probably had like seventy pounds on me in seventh grade, and I was a big kid in seventh grade. And, again, his big drawback was stamina. He could only play, uh, he couldn't play back-to-back series. Like, so we'd see him, so we saw him the opening series, and then he disappeared, and then he came back, <laughs> and then he was gone again. So that's how it went. So we knew that, like, every other series, we had a shot at a three and out. Other than that, he would literally just move individuals by sheer mass. <laughs> Like, there wasn't much I could do. Even if I got past him, his gravity would pull me back to him. So, (laughs) it was that that was a a tough matchup, I would say. But for K State, probably Ochai Abaji. Yeah, that's a good answer. He frightened me, truly, going into the K State KU game this year more than any other KU player has. Even uh, Azabuke, I wasn't as worried about. As I was uh, Ochai Abaji, I would say. And I don't think it's particularly close. No. Football, I couldn't even begin to think. Maybe C.D. Lamb, uh, my sophomore year, which he did get he the did. one big run against us or the one big catch. Yeah. But other than that, he didn't do a ton that game. Well, Jalen Hurts was his quarterback. Yeah. He did have 400 yards that game. But he also threw a uh, near pick six and... He wasn't Skyler Thompson that day, so... Unlucky. It could happen to anybody. <laughs> uh, if Jalen Hurts can go in the second round, Skyler Thompson can get drafted. But... Yeah. <laughs> Next question. How likely is it that Rubley solidifies himself as QB2? It's not happening this year. <laughs> I would be shocked. Because QB2 is Will Howard this year. Yeah. The only way Rubley moves up to QB2 is if... God forbid Martinez gets hurt and Howard has to start yeah. the third straight year. Yeah. And even then it would be it's probably two A, two B with Jaron Lewis. I mean Jaron may even be ahead of him. Just by sheer experience. Which is frightening. But I I would be shocked if Rubley is QB two this year. It would require some QB dominoes to fall and be injured. Honestly, it might require Adrian and Will Howard to be hurt for him to be QB2. And even then, there is a non-zero chance we'd see Adrian Lara first. <laughs> I forgot he's on campus. <laughs> yeah, he's not on campus, but he's committed. Yeah, I forgot he was the QB of this class. Yeah, I kind of do sometimes as well. He's been one of the least uh, publicized 
QBs, I feel like, to commit to K-State recently. But he um, really has a long way to go from what we can tell. But, you know, that's not to say he's a lost cause. That's just to say that he's very young. And lost out on his senior year. Yeah, he yeah he lost a whole pretty much an entire season of uh, high school football to COVID, and a lot of time in fall camp to injury. So it's it's going to be a while before Rubley's ready. He's still cooking in the oven. I would say to be patient and give him some time, but near zero percent chance he's QB two this year. I'd say. Yeah. All right, sorry about that. That's a bit of an awkward cut. We had to go check something as I kicked the desk as well. Yeah, we had to go check something, but yeah, here we are back with a couple more questions. Uh, these are all from good friend of the show, Lucas, who's the Lukes on Twitter. First question is, if you could create a rivalry for K-State, who would it be with and what would it be called? I'll go first, because I mentioned this, this hypothetical before. And that is, I want to have a rivalry against Northwestern and then just the battle for the Purple Wildcat. Because we're both Purple Wildcats. Both of our mascots are named Willie. We're both in the Midwest. But I did learn that K-State actually got it first. We started using the name in the 1890s. Northwestern started using it in the 1920s. That's interesting. Because I know that we... We went back and forth between Wildcats and Aggies a couple times, I think. Because we used the Aggies in, like, the early 1900s, but I think the permanent switch was, like, in the mid-19-teens. So it's, a, it's before Northwestern anyways. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. That would be a fun rivalry. Uh, just, I don't know, we, we never really get a chance to play Northwestern. I, I can't recall the last time we faced them in any sport. Mm-hmm. So... Which is weird because they kind of have a stadium that's reminiscent of Memorial Stadium on campus. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just a really big version of Memorial Stadium is what it is. Yeah. But if I could create a rivalry for a case, uh, it'd be what I would say. I call it Farmageddon. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Farmageddon. Yeah, I just, yeah, that's a crazy new original idea I just had off the top of my head. Um. But I don't know. I, I thought about this for a while, and I wasn't sure because it's tough to think of a rivalry that wouldn't feel like totally forced or like like unorganic, like KU's obvious. Like Iowa State has like naturally developed into a rival, like just via proximity and also just our fan bases kind of not liking each other. Yeah. But if I had to pick a school to have some sort of rivalry with uh i would tend towards a texas school i think and i i lean towards tcu i i don't want to have a rivalry tcu because they're one of the few big 12 schools that i actively like kind of like that is in Mm k-state and but i i feel like it's kind of a it's a good one i feel like there's a lot of good k-state tcu games it feels like we face them constantly in yeah. everything. Like we played them like eight times in three years in basketball, and we played them eight times in one season. It felt like in baseball. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, for what I call it, I truly don't know what I would 
what I would call that. I battle for the purple. Battle for the battle for Gary Patterson, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Although he's not even there anymore. He's at Texas now, which is the worst thing ever. He should be barred from coaching because it's weird to see him elsewhere. Villain arc. Yeah, that is literally what Gary Patterson is on right now. But yeah, um, a purple war, something like that. I I'd be totally fine with that. I'd be more of a purple friend. haze. Purple haze. Oh, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be more of a friendly rivalry. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like TCU and K State are kind of kindred spirits in a way, even though they're totally different as institutions. Yeah, it's it's kind of like K State and Oki. I feel like those two are kind of you know kindred spirits that only dislike each other whenever they're playing each other. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Oklahoma State. I don't have any issues with them really. Um, and then Tech kind of falls into that, although they're like marginally more annoying. Yeah. But. Is it just because of the tortillas, or no? Like they're, I I don't know. I have literally no reason for this. Like just <laughs> they, I, I, they just slightly annoy me a bit more. Mm. Um, but yeah, TCU would be a, a fun one. Like I, there there's been a lot of uh, fun K State TCU football games I can think of. Like their first meeting in the Big Twelve, uh, I think was at TCU, and that was our Big Twelve title season, mm. and. I remember that being a close game. Uh, there was, like, 2013 was the uh, Jake Waters uh, comeback at the very end of the game to win by, like, three. Uh, last year was the six-sack game for uh, Felix. And then uh, it's been a pretty back-and-forth rivalry, although at times KC8 has gone on little spurts. But I think that could be fun. Yeah. That's a good question. Next up, what is one Snyder tradition you wish returned and one climbing tradition you wish you that went away? Um, I'm going to take both for the same answer. <clears throat> I wish that climbing, in a way, had the same hostility with the media, just because I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Because <laughs> climbing, it's clear that he really probably doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Like he... Kleiman's okay with dealing with the media, but it's always obvious that he'd rather be doing other things, which, honestly, I like that in a coach. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess I'll take that. Just bring back the the Snyder hostility of the media. And if you're talking about, like, in-game traditions, I don't know. I don't know. My memory doesn't go back that far, unfortunately. Um, I'm trying to think about in-game stuff that we've lost since Snyder, and there's... Off the top of my head, not a ton, really, that we've lost. I mean, we still do Wabash. Like, we still do we still do all of that. Most of it would mainly be, like, maybe pre-game uh, soundtrack. Because I know that was a big controversy for a long time, is that Snyder had, like, the exact same playlist for pre-game for, like, 20 years. And, like, I think they added one song in his last season because the players were like, Hey, can we like switch up the pregame music? And Snyder was like, I didn't realize you cared. <laughs> I didn't realize you cared. <laughs> and, uh, Kleiman just lets them play whatever they want, which like I do. I, I th- if I were a player, I'd probably prefer that because they, they play music that they like. It gets them uh, hyped for the game, but you know, it, it, it was nice. Like having like the same thing playing, like, whenever you came into the stadium and it really set the tone yeah like like we're here and like like this is a k-state game um but there was like it, it was lots of like u2 and uh classic rock and stuff like that yeah 
Um, like we'd normally, when I was younger, would get to games at about the same time, like an hour before. So a lot of times, um, there would be a YouTube playing like right when we got there, as I recall. I, I might be missing them. They kind of flow together, but like having that soundtrack was cool. But I I totally get why they got rid of it because it, it was pretty dated. Yeah. Like it's mainly a nostalgia thing for me. Like I kind of miss that climbing tradition. I think we should get rid of Pound the Stone. I, I'm i kind of over Pound the Stone. It was <laughs> it was neat to have, like, a thing when he first got here. But now it's kind of like, all right, like we, all right. we could probably do better than Pound the Stone. <laughs> no, can't. I feel very confident that we could. We can't. Well, then I guess it <laughs> doesn't matter then. So. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good question. Next question. How would you implement a wrestling team at K-State? This is a hard question because I don't... I wouldn't really know where to start other than hire a coach, let people who go to K-State walk on at first because Kansas has a really good base of people who did wrestling. Yeah. And then let them use the volleyball facility when they're not using it. Yeah. That would be it. <laughs> that that would be a big thing for me, yeah. Um I would def- immediately go out hire a coach. Um if I were a coach, the first thing I would do would be ask uh, Chris Klein if it's okay if we can use like players on the team that like were wrestlers in high school, <laughs> like as dual sport athletes, especially like walk-ons like Gavin Myers, who was a state champ this year and is walking on for football. Mm-hmm. I would immediately ask like, Hey, like, can I like have this kid wrestle climb? And would, I actually have no idea what he would say. No, he would definitely say no, but yeah, he might say yes for some people. I feel like he'd say no for like, like a deuce. <laughs> yeah. De- deuce would not be allowed to wrestle and he should not be allowed. <laughs> <laughs> But he might say yes for, like, walk-ons that, like, might not see the field as much. Like, or uh, players at, like, deep positions. Or players where, especially they wouldn't have, like, the need to have their attention 100, 100 completely percent be uh, on football. Like, he wouldn't allow a quarterback to wrestle. But he might allow, like, a defensive end. Mm. Or the defensive tackle. We've had plenty of defensive tackles. Uh, KC that have wrestling uh, lineage. Uh, Will Geary uh, comes to mind from a few years ago. He was a really good high school wrestler, as I recall. And then he uh, uh, came here at Wrecked House for a while. Uh, I don't know if uh, Cooper Beebe wrestled. He might have. It might have been in basketball, because I think Camden plays basketball as well. So, But that would be the first thing I would do. I, that was a very long-winded way of saying <laughs> ask Kleiman the football player okay. but And then after that, I would try and figure out a facility situation. Uh, God forbid they'd have to use the rec, but they might have to for a little while. Yeah. Um, basketball, Bramlage probably, in terms of space, they might be able to make that work just because they can... Uh, if they could take the goals off of the court, they could probably fit like three mats on there. Maybe two. Three two or three. Two or three. At max. I don't know how big they are. So they're pretty decent size, but they could probably squeeze three. 
gotcha. So they might be able to do that. Then, uh, but the problem with Bram Lynch is that there isn't retractable seating at all. It mm-hmm. just is what it is. So wrestling would be a little bit difficult to set up uh, in Bram Lynch uh, in that regard. Plus, there wouldn't be great locker rooms uh, for them either because yeah. they already struggle with locker room situations there anyways. Um, so I think your answer on the volleyball arena, like trying to like get that to be mixed use for a little while, that is probably the first option that I would look at because it is going to be retractable seating in there. It will be bleachers. And it's a little bit more intimate of an environment. But if I were a wrestling coach, I would try and see if they'd be able to renovate Bramlage and get like the lower portion of Bramlage uh, to be renovated from uh, uh, just concrete seats into bleachers, which I don't know how feasible that is. I truly have no idea. That might be the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life. But <laughs> who's to say? Yeah, I don't know. It'd be difficult. I do want a wrestling team here. I do, too. I think it'd be cool, especially with so much good in-state talent that there's just not a place to go. Yeah. I mean, there's some D2s, I think, that have wrestling programs. Like, I think Emporia might have one. I think Fort Hayes has one. I think so. I don't know. I, I'm not super tapped into the state of Kansas, of Kansas wrestling. Yeah. So You know who's back in the Big 12 for wrestling? Because the Big 12 actually does have a, a wrestling league. Mm-hmm. You know who's back in it? Who? MU. Really? MU rejoined, I think, a year or two ago. Oh, I didn't realize. Because they were wrestling in the Big East. The, 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 no, the no, SEC not the, does not have... Not the, not the Big East, uh, the, the Big, MAC. Mm. I don't think the SEC has wrestling. That's interesting. Because everyone just plays football. <laughs> That's true. But <laughs> I know that there's some really good uh, wrestling programs in the Big 12 as well. Oklahoma State has, I Oklahoma's, think, won national champions. Yeah, Oklahoma's insane. Missouri's insane. Iowa State has even been pretty good recently as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. It seems like Big Twelve kind of some wrestling dominance going right now. So it'd be it might be a little bit tough to upstart a program, but it would be a nice one. And wrestling probably wouldn't be that expensive either, honestly, from a financial standpoint. But K State's probably not in the position to do that unless there's like one don't unless Carl Ice just really <laughs> wants a wrestling team. Which, if he does, then we will have no issues getting a wrestling team. Or, you know, <laughs> us in 10 years. Right. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be nice. That, I would allow it. We use our pod money to yeah. fund a wrestling yeah, team. Yeah, we are saving up our ad rev, and we're going to finance the wrestling team in K-State. <laughs> we'll be able to buy, like, one mat. Uh Next question, how would you set up pods and scheduling for the Big 12 or a Big 16? Um, It's a tough one. That is a tough one because there's two very distinct positions that I've seen on this. And that is people who really want divisions and people who really want just protected rivalries and then everyone else plays everyone else. Um, I don't... I don't want to say I don't know, so I'll just give this answer. I prefer protected rivalries, and I would just have each school has three protected rivalries that they go against. So, for like example, K-State, I would have protected rivalries against KU, Iowa State, and then either OK State or Texas Tech. I think that's what I would pick. 
But I mean, yeah, KU Iowa State are the obvious ones. But after that, you could. There's a lot of schools you could. Pick. Oklahoma State would be a fun one. I feel like we always have uh, good games for the most part against Oklahoma State. Yeah. Like, like they're at the very least entertaining, especially the ones uh, at home for K State. I feel like we generally have entertaining home games against Oklahoma State. Yep. And I feel like <clears throat> with the uh, schools from the American coming in, you can have protected rivalries for them. So you could keep, you know, just a little because they could have that familiarity. Like basically, what I'm saying is, I want to see since the UACF like once a year. That would be nice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would do protected rivalries. Each team gets three protected rivalries. Everything else is basically luck of the draw. Yeah. And that's for both Big 12 and or a Big 16. I think 16 is way too many for a conference. Yeah, I, I kind of do as well. I feel like we might be headed that way regardless. Like, at the very least, we might go to 14, I feel like. Yeah, I... I don't want to, but I think that's the way the wind is blowing in college football. Yeah. And it's pretty much going to be either expand again or get left behind. And the Big 12 is already in jeopardy of getting left behind anyways, which we haven't thought about that much recently. But it is still an active issue. Um, they One way to do that might be to expand into a different areas of the country. Uh, although, you know, the Pac-12 is struggling really bad that that's a conference that may go haywire pretty soon anyways so we might be able to pick off the arizonas uh maybe add colorado colorado state or colorado boise state Mm -hmm. although i imagine Mm -hmm. if we take colorado they'd probably pawn off colorado state on us as well which probably i I would actually be be fine fine with that because that's you're probably gonna get at least one trip to the rocky mountains per year and Fort Collins is a really pretty area. So that'd, that'd be fun. They just built a new stadium there as well, I believe. So that, that could be potentially enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, and Fort Collins, it's relatively speaking not the worst drive from Manhattan. I mean, it's, it's not like like easily drivable, but it's... Not it, awful. Yeah. I mean, like relative to like West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or even like Houston and uh, the future. So, and when it comes to dividing, I think I kind of agree with you. I used to be indifferent, but I, I, I do slightly lean towards protected rivalries, and I would roll with the same format that you would have. But I, inst- I will just for to chop it up differently. I will go ahead and just hypothetically do divisions for a big 12 without oklahoma and texas uh it's actually really hard to divide it i saw somebody recently make divisions where a hypothetical re-expansion of the big 12 happens with like boise and like someone else and they put ku in the west and k-state in the east which seemed really dumb because k-state is west West. of ku anywho that's neither here nor there i would do north south I I kind of tend towards that. The North Division would be awful because BYU would be would be facing uh, West Virginia unless you want to like make it like a curved where it just keeps West Virginia down. Which that's what I would do. I think that's the only way to do it. But mm-hmm. I mean that North Division would then be BYU, KSA, KU, Iowa State, and then 
the Oklahomas. Or no, well, there's only going to be one Oklahoma. Yeah. So <clears> that's five. Then that leaves you with the expansion candidates, or you dip into Texas. Yeah, I'd say we, we need to gank one other school, which I would just pick the farthest north Texas school. I think that'd be Texas Tech. Okay. Because yeah. they're, they're in the panhandle. Tech. I'll take Tech. I would take Tech as well. And yeah, that so K State, KU, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, BYU, Cincy, Tech, Cincy should probably be in the same division as West Virginia for travel purposes because they're like really close and they're going to be the only two close to each other. So that's Tech. That's six, and then the other one would be West Virginia, Cincy, UCF, and then Houston, TCU, Baylor. Did I get everybody? Yes. Okay. The South one, there is going to be some unfortunate traveling, but pretty much everyone has a partner except for UCF, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky UCF. But, I mean, even then, like, they'll be equidistant from pretty much from uh, the Texas schools and then, like, the West Virginia Cincinnati's. Mm-hmm. So, like, there is that. It, it will be unfortunate when they have to play BYU, which it, it could happen to anybody. <laughs> and, but K-State is kind of lucky in... The scenario where, you know, they're they're in the middle of the conference, uh, geographically, mm-hmm. at this point, uh, it all balances out with BYU so far west and West Virginia so far east. Um, although the Oklahomas could make a better argument, maybe because they're a little further south, they're, it's effectively the same. So Casey probably won't be an awful geographic position regardless. But I know there was talk about pods last summer. And I think we'd have to get to 16 to do that. Yeah, And, and I, at that point, we're adding probably Boise, probably Colorado State, and then the Arizonas, unless we're looking at, like, Tulane. Or, or Memphis. Or Memphis. Yeah, we could add Memphis. Uh, allegedly, they were the first one left uh, out in the cold this round. Well, that probably means they're going to be the first one in the next round if that happens. Yeah. Allegedly. Boise's that's what, Bo- to, yeah. that's what happened to Houston. Mm-hmm. That, that is true. Um, Boise did just announce a huge round of renovations. So they have, they have made themselves much more attractive. Because I think they inquired about the Big 12 and were told pretty much, one, you're way too far away, and two, even if you were closer, your facilities are not great. And you need to like get better at everything that isn't football. And they said, okay, and now they're doing that. And, like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know, pods would be like a whole different conversation. And because that, that would require hypothetical expansion as well. And I really don't feel like doing that right now. No, <laughs> so. that's a, that's an off season episode. Yeah. We'll summon realignment back in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final question from Lucas pick a, a group of five teams that make no sense, but would be fun to add to the big 12. Anyway, Tulane. Tulane would be fun. I know Lucas is a big fan of Tulane to the big 12 as well as Colorado state. Tulane would not make the most sense. It would be nice because that may help with uh, Louisiana recruiting a little, which is a hotbed. Mm. And, you know, just uh, having that opportunity to play back in Louisiana would probably at least help a little bit. And K-State hasn't historically had a ton of success down there. We briefly had Matthew Langlois, but then 
uh, he ended up decommitting and going to LSU, which fair. And yeah, okay. <laughs> the last the last one I can remember from Louisiana would be Cornelius Lucas, but I think Reggie Walker may have been from Louisiana as well. The point being that we don't get a ton of people from Louisiana at, off the top of my head. But Tulane would be fun. Um, Colorado State makes sense, so I can't actually say that. <laughs> um, San Diego State would be fun because they're actually pretty good at like most sports. So, yeah. like, like, they... I, f- I feel like San Diego State is, like, in terms of athletic quality, like the Oklahoma State of G5, where they're, like, perpetually, like, pretty solid at most things and, like, occasionally have, like, a great season or just, like, have, like, one great player, a la Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. And uh, San Diego State would be fun, I think, for that reason. And then other than that... um. I'm trying to think about others. Like, who, who do you have in your head? Literally, all I can say is Tulane and then maybe, like, UTSA. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about the Texas G5s. Yeah, UTSA would be kind of fun. Uh, UTEP, I suppose. Although, I would want them to maybe do some stadium renovations. A lot first. of stadium renovations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a... There's a lot of things that just straight up don't make sense. Like, a lot of schools that don't make sense to the Big 12. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, so that's the end of the questions that were submitted to us. Now we're going to start doing just the more, like, casual get-to-know-you questions, which are just questions that I wrote because, you know, I thought it'd be fun. (laughs) (laughs) First question, if money weren't an issue, what would you do for a living? We already answered this, kind of. Uh, my answer does not change. I'd be an independent film analyst. Uh, my answer kind of changes, in which I would just do this podcast a lot more. Okay. Yeah. Which I, I would go, and honestly, I would, if if it were a possibility, I would still do play-by-play or color commentary. But, you know, money's not an issue, so I might just not. <laughs> yeah. Um, next question. If you had three wishes, what would they be? You can't wish for more. <laughs> Would you like me to go first? Yes. Well, um, I can if you want me to. You go. You, you go first. Okay. Uh, first thing is I would make a list and then say grant this list. <laughs> <laughs> then I would donate the rest of the two. But if I had to just designate it to three things, first, have the ability to speak every language, speak, write, and read every language fluently. Second. I would lock my bank account to a million dollars to where I can spend that money, but it never goes below a million dollars. Third and finally is I would get like a, like a character edit menu. So like I could just edit people on the football team to be 99 overall. That that would be pretty fun. Also like make myself six, seven or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, three wishes for me. These those questions like these always like trip me up, and I end up giving like very like realistic and like not outlandish <laughs> answers. Yeah, I'm like, like I'll, I'll be like, I wish I had some nice shoes or something like that. <laughs> I love my white shoes. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I like your uh, bank account one because it's not just like infinite money, but it kind of is. Um, I, I would probably roll with that. Then. Other than that, I would probably say 
uh, perfect vision. I haven't had perfect vision since I was like three. I'm basically blind without my glasses, so. I am what they call legally blind without <laughs> my uh, contacts. Because I think the legal definition of blindness, like legal, is the uh, if you can't see clearly five feet in front of you, which I cannot. So We're doing an experiment. Put up a number. Oh god, I actually can't see that. Yes. Is it nine? Nope. Eight. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. So we have two legally blind morons. Colossal morons. But I would I would want perfect vision. I'd want it to not dilute over time. That's not a separate wish. I know that genies and stuff always get technical with stuff like that, but this is my world. This is my world. My rules. And then my last one would be a K State Natty. Uh, do you care at sport or just a natty a revenue sport okay uh men's basketball or football do a three mall year sure yeah i'll take uh football both basketballs and then college world series and baseball to start and we can move into some non-revs share the wealth okay all right yeah that's fair (laughs) uh this is not on the list but what's your favorite color um i have a three-way tie between blue, purple, and orange. Mine is powdered blue. Powder blue? Powder blue. That's a good color. Or cyan, which is very similar to powdered blue, but brighter. Yeah. I'm a powdered blue fan. Powdered blue enjoyer. <laughs> yeah. I always liked purple growing up because of K-State. Yeah. Uh, orange, I just always liked. I don't know why. I had a shirt when I was like five that was like an orange Hawaiian shirt that I called my party shirt. Aww. I would always wear it to birthday parties. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) And then blue is just blue. Like, I have no reason for it. I just like blue. Yeah. It's a good color. I agree. Next question. If you could pick one non-K-State college team to become a dynasty, who would it be and why? Well, I gave you my answer earlier, and it was very specific. And because it was a team that would become a a dynasty in only its own state. And then like outside of it it would just be normal competition. I want Northern Alabama to become like a powerhouse, but only against in-state opponents. (laughs) Like I want them to like give a guaranteed L to Alabama and Auburn every single year. Mainly because I think it'd be really funny. That'd be hilarious. And then it also would be South Alabama and Alabama State and UAB every single year. And then they could just play the rest of their games against other opponents, and they'd have a free five-win advantage to try and make the college football playoff every year. They never lose a game in Alabama, so every time they have a home game, they win it? It's against in-state opponents. Uh, okay. Oh, we'll, okay. I'll, I'll specify with that. Okay. Like, to make it a little bit more realistic. <laughs> because then they'd literally have, like, three games a year they'd have to, like, try. So, yeah. but that, that'd be my pick. Uh, mine would be MU football, and I know that I just heard a lot of people groan after I said mm-hmm. that. But keep in mind, I grew up an MU fan, and if it can't be K-State, I would have it be MU. Just because that would make me and my mother very happy. I disagree with it, but I respect it. Okay. <laughs> and then the last question is, pick three features that are must-haves for the new NCAA football game. We'll go back and forth. You can go first. Okay. Um, one thing that I would really like in the uh, new NCAA football game 
would be a legitimate Road to Glory story that was also optional. So if I didn't want to play it, I could just play the games. But if I did want to do the story, I'd like it to actually be not bad, unlike the Madden <laughs> story. And uh, like start in high school, go through college, and you can export it to Madden if you want. I don't buy Madden anymore, so that wouldn't matter for me, but I think that should be a feature. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like it if you could do things like sign in IL deals and, uh, you know, like, like live some stuff like in your like actual life and things like that. Mm-hmm. And like make it like a more of a character than just a player. But I also would like it if you can turn that ability off and at times just play the games. So, yeah. First thing for me would be team builder within the game and you don't have to replace teams. You can add like 20. I, I like the adding teams because... I don't want to say goodbye to Old Dominion. <laughs> yeah, because no, they, they would be on the chopping block if this were to happen. Old Dominion. But... Gone forever, Old Dominion. <laughs> um, another feature is a transfer portal that actually functions. Because in the current iteration, which granted is still old, uh, you would be lucky to ever see a transfer target. Like I remember I did a South Alabama Dynasty one year, and I got two corners... And I think those are the only transfers I've ever gotten. <laughs> Other than that, I've never seen transfers in that game. So, like, a transfer portal that makes sense, I would really like. And next up for me would be the ability to upgrade your stadium as you get more fans and also advance in conference. Also, bonus, whenever you move a conference, the logo changes. Because as, as it stands right now, I have a UTEP dynasty and we moved to the Big 12. We still have the Conference USA sticker. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I totally agree. That should be something. That should be in the game. I mean, that's such a small thing as well, right? Like, that should that should be standard. Yeah. Um, other, my last one that I'll have is uh, um, like an athletic director mode where you like are in charge of like some of the financials of the football team basically like owner mode you could honestly even build this into coach mode if you wanted to mm-hmm. where if you want to like renovate your stadium you have to like get donor money and stuff and it like takes a couple years uh, you can change your stadium build a new stadium and like design it and stuff uh, hire uh, support staff and other coaches and things like that just like to make it a bit more in depth with off the field stuff because i think that's some of the most fun things about uh building like a franchise in madden or uh a franchise in mlb the show yeah and uh i i like some of that behind the scenes stuff that gets done the the team building aspect so Final thing for me would be customizable college football playoff to where you can set it to be four, eight, even 16 teams if you want. Um, honorable mention would be create a play for me. And the reason I know that's never going to happen is because it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it'd be very hard. But I that, that would be my runner-up as well. And again, the only reason it's a runner-up for me is just because of how realistic it is it isn't but like because it'd be there'd be so many moving parts i feel like yeah and and granted they did have a creative play back in like the early 2000s but like i feel like the easy solution is oh well you know people abuse it in online play okay just ban created plays from online yeah i i think that's like the obvious answer for that like so just make it to where you can do it like in dynasties and things like that 
And like if you create like a broken play, then the AI should be able to use it as well. Yeah. Like I think that's all fair. But I don't know, the idea of a creative play system is really fun, I think. Oh, also uh just fix ball trajectories because the deep ball is impossible because they throw it to where the receiver is and not where they will be. Yeah. God, I hate I, I don't hate passing an NCAA fourteen, but like I don't like passing an NCAA <laughs> fourteen. Yeah, it's it's rough. Uh, every time I go back and play, it's just more obviously dated. Yeah, but even even then, it's still a fun game, and I, I miss a lot of stuff about it. You know, it's it. You could argue it was the last good football game to come out. Yeah, I mean, Men Twenty Five technically came out after, and it was okay. I think NCAA was better. NCAA was better, but Madden Twenty Five is okay. Yeah, it was. It wasn't awful, but mo. The last Madden game I actually played a lot of was like Madden like 16 or something like that. Yeah. It's been a minute for me. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, unless you have any questions that you wish to ask. I have none. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats. Thank you so much for listening. Excuse me. Oh, damn it. The mic picked it up. <laughs> oh, uh, one more question. Which one of us is going to be the first to drop an F-bomb accidentally? It won't be me. It's going to be me. Yeah. It's going to happen on episode like 130 or something. Yeah. I'm going to say it without realizing it. Just like upload it and like don't tweet about it. Yeah. Um, just so nobody knows. It's a big <laughs> secret. Yeah. But anyway, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats. If you want to follow the show, you can follow us at Aggieville Cats on Twitter. That's capital A, capital A, and capital C in cats. If you want to email us, we are AggievilleAlleyCats at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on a more personal note, I am at ACEdward00. I am at Connor Baltazor, capital C, capital B. And if you want to support the show in a financial sense, be always be sure to check out the Aggieville Alley Cats merch store, where you have such designs such as Play Sandstorm Cowards, Doom Tang Clan, and Neon Alley Cats. But most importantly, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. We're come rain, shine, or anything in between. We're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. Stay safe, Alley Cats. <laughs>